You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. You hear the strum of the guitar and the two names that get introduced. That means you get Arrowhead Pride Radio a little early. Five seconds early. You love that when it happens. You love to get a little extra chance in a Week 15 matchup against the New England Patriots. It is Arrowhead Pride Radio. We have Ron Cop Jr. at 615, lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride. Your exclusive information for all the Chiefs stuff. As uh, we'll have Pete Sweeney join us here in a minute. He's got a limp microphone right now. This mic is not cooperating. I don't know what happened to it. You got to have the right touch. I don't know what CDOT did to it. I don't know what you did. This is real life. I had to listen to this in my car today. Unreal. I thought you were going to come in a little louder. Yeah, it was was beautiful. So you're a lot like Cody Tapp. No, I don't know about that. That's the category they have. Both wear glasses. Both sing, and uh, both do TV and sports radio. So uh, <laughs> that's our commonalities right there. You are uh, both in a three leg parlay of the same person. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Right. Pete Sweeney, Cody Tap, Cody Sweeney, Pete Tap. <laughs> Pete Tap's got a nice ring to it. I don't know about combining our names. I don't know if that's necessary. Mm. Okay. The lighting is different in here. You chose it. I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't mean to. I said, do you like the lighting that we have? By the way, to set the scene, the ambiance in the room is spotlight. Yeah. So Pete and I are just both very white right now. I kind of do like it. You can probably I'm, tell from our voices. Now that I'm looking up. Yeah. You yeah. do like this? The studio lighting, I think is what they call it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm how, not really into it. How are you feeling tonight? Great. Energetic. I can sense you have a lot of energy. It's a shame that you got to go off at 7. I feel like you have three hours worth of energy tonight. I've always got three hours worth of energy. Well, I don't. Yeah. Have you ever come in here and been like, Dusty's down? There's a little bit, there's a little somber in Dusty's attitude. It was tough to gauge your attitude when you skipped this show for the concert (laughs) that one week. Well, sometimes life throws you curves. Right. Rascal Flats taught me that. Mm -hmm. Uh, How you doing? You you doing all right with this team that's lost four of its last six weeks of games? I'm fine. Okay. I am optimistic with the four backup quarterbacks coming up now in the, the next four games. So got to start with the Patriots, right? You got to take care of, of business with the first one. But uh, I think plenty of room to to get back in the top of the AFC mix. I don't know about the bye week, which mm-hmm. you were the first to say a couple weeks back when they lost the uh, first of the last two games. But uh, I feel like number two is is where they're going to end up. But got to play the games to find out. Wait, what What did you say? I said I was right about something. When it came to football? Mm, you know, we'll give you one. Okay. I believe you said it was after the Packers game mm-hmm. that we'll see what the Chiefs do in the road. 
Ah. Which I will remind you, though. And everybody said, you do know there's five weeks left of the season. Which I will remind you, though, uh, they can be the number two seed and still play every game at home. It's not like yeah. the Baltimore Ravens are such world beaters who I you know, I would guess will get mm-hmm. them by. But uh, I don't know if they're such world beaters where we can assume they're going to get out of the divisional round, especially with this AFC that all these teams are, are kind of on the same tier in, in, a, in a weird way. So let's talk about this Bills game that was this past Sunday afternoon slash evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with the positives, right? The offense looked like it was it was back to its normal ways. I think that's where you can start the positive out at. Um, defense only allowed twenty points. We go there. Anything else out of the out of those two things, or anything you want to like, kind of go any more into detail with when it comes to the positive of this game against Buffalo? Well, I just think the margin was so close. I mean, I, there's so much is going to be made about, about that last sequence with Kadarius Tony and how they should have won, and I I think. You know, as we lean into the negative of that, we shouldn't forget the positive. Like, the Chiefs were just one weird, penalized play away from mm-hmm. winning this game. And I think that's become the theme of the year. You know, the defense has been pretty solid, a little bit shaky in the last few weeks as far as the starts go. Mm-hmm. But the offense has just been, like, one step behind. And, like, if you're a, a forever optimist, and, you know, I try to be as best I can in these scenarios, just considering all the success that the team has had, I just still think that they have room to right the ship. I think the margin for error this year is going to be a lot smaller in the playoffs. You know, they're just not as good as they were maybe in previous seasons. You can't get into a hole and expect to win that type of thing. But I, I still think they're good enough to make some waves in the AFC. You want to come at me with the, the 49ers and the Cowboys if they're, if they're able to get out of it? Okay. I mean, that's a conversation we can have. But I just still think AFC-wise, this team's good enough to get to the Super Bowl. Your opinion on the way the game was decided? Like, do you think that that's the call, or do you know that there was a warning? Like, I know Roger Goodell, because he said it was fine Mm -hmm. Uh, today in a press conference. He said the right call was made. Uh, All I hear, and I don't know rules. Whenever I got video games as a kid, never read the pamphlet, just put the game in and started going after it. Um, Is it true they're supposed to warn the quarterback, head coach, or the player that he's been lining up offside? So this was a... A situation that that got out of hand. You know, I I know that what has been lost uh, amongst some media members. I know a lot of fans is that Andy and Pat were really upset about the call. I don't think they were upset about the call and claiming like by any means that Tony was on side. It it was just the manner in which the game had gone. Where what's expected is constant communication between official mm-hmm. and head coach. Like. I think Andy Reid really expect, really respects officiating crews that go out of their way to just try their absolute best where they don't have to call a penalty, right? Like, hey, you know, look at this. Hey, look at that. You were a little like this, this last play. Ideally, you're never hearing from the referees. Seemed like this crew did not have that communication factor. There wasn't, as Reid described, a working relationship throughout the game. There was never any notice to Tony, and, and Dan Orlovsky had shown this with the ESPN clip where he was kind of up on the line the whole game long. So he's doing it the entire game and never gets word of it, never gets a warning, and then all of a sudden in the last play you call it. That's the problem. And I, I understand what, you know where they're coming from with that. Uh, it'd be easier just to like line up on sides the entire game, but uh, you know I see both sides of this. I see – where, you know, Bills fans and people who don't like the Chiefs because they've had so much success are, are happy that this was called, and I, I get that. It was a penalty, but I also see the Chiefs' side and that it wasn't. 
But I tell you, going to Arrowhead today is they don't want to talk about it. They no. are so on to the New England Patriots, and uh, you know they. It seems like they spent Monday talking about it, kind of looking at the tape, seeing what they could do better. And um, Andy, during a press conference today by a reporter, was asked. He was beginning to be asked about the frustrations if you go back and listen to the press conference. And like Andy, almost cut the reporter off completely, mm. and just to say, "It's over. Mm-hmm. We're moving on." Which is the attitude you want. I mean, you can't dwell on that game. You still have four games to play. You know, I mentioned I like the Chiefs in all the games, but if you look too far ahead, that's how you get caught. And Kansas City has learned that this year, so I think they'll be ready. Real quick, is Buffalo believable again? Do I bill leave? Is that what you're asking? I didn't I didn't do anything you, pun am, like that. Am I do I bill leave? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the You're a believer? If you ask me what's the worst part about this game, it's that you had a chance to bury Buffalo, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, you know, whatever you want to blame, it, it didn't happen. And I think they could potentially play the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. I, I heard you I, say that earlier. I think Kansas City is going to probably finish that two. Um, maybe it's the three, just depending on how things go. And then if Buffalo sneaks in, they're going to be the six or the seven. So you might get a rematch of this. And, like, I I don't love that matchup for Kansas City. I, I think the AFC is, is wide open here. Uh, and – You'd rather a team or, you know, you'd rather face a team that hasn't gotten done on your turf. I know, I know there, there's been all the woes about Buffalo, but um, I think they can make a run here. Really intriguing that, you know, you, go, you look at this weekend and they're favorite against mm-hmm. the, the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not the only one who bill leaves. Uh, Las Vegas does as well. Shut your face. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. <laughs> It is Wednesday. Also, don't forget, Yo Pete, his mailbag comes at the very end of the show, 913-586-716. If you've got a question for Pete Sweeney, all you got to do is text that number, 913-586-716. Yo Pete, Yo Pete, question afterwards. So I'll start. Yo Pete, what that injury report look like today? Well, what are you prepared? If you dig deep into this injury report, which I finally pulled up here. Uh, mm-hmm. Donovan Smith and Isaiah Pacheco were out of practice again. They missed last game. You know, so um, those are, are worth monitoring here. Uh, I'm, ten- I'm tending to think that even if Donovan Smith gets healthy here, Wanya Morris may stay in. I don't, you know, I don't, that's certainly not the case for the Clyde Jarek McKinnon connection. Pacheco has been one of the better players on the team. No practice. I got to see him practice this week. I mean, players typically in the, in the system don't, um, don't play if, if they don't have any work. So mm. we'll see if he's limited tomorrow. Leo Chanel and Mike Edwards were both sick today. So uh, they were out of practice. Nick Bolton got an abdomen added to his report along with that wrist. He was limited. Mm. Probably stems more from the abdomen, I would think, than the wrist. I don't think he's in any danger of taking a step back or, or anything like that. You go to the Patriots. As to be expected, Ramondre Stevenson, he's got the high ankle. He's out of practice, so... It's going to be another dose of uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, this weekend for all you fantasy players. Uh, Kayshawn Boot, uh, Demario Douglas, and Devontae Parker were all limited. Those are the receivers for the Patriots who missed last game. So those are worth monitoring as well. But uh, getting healthier on the Kansas City side, but Pacheco's the one to watch. He is a critical player. The sooner that he can get back, the better. Are you leaning towards their giving him the week of rest because he's been there all season so he doesn't really need to be ramped up in practice even though he missed one week or is this more so just a no because he you know in these scenarios if they're they're just being careful with the player they would just give him a limited practice Mm -hmm. obviously there's an issue there we'll see 
I mean, based upon you know, my feel of this thing and covering this team for so long and stuff, I, I tend to think he'll be limited, um, you know, some point this week. But we'll see. You know, I, the the Chiefs would never admit this at the podium or anything like that. Why ever give the opposing team any kind of ammunition? But mm. do you need Pacheco to win any of these next four games? That was going to be my next question. Do you? I mean, you know, I, I know that they haven't been playing well, but you don't need Isaiah Pacheco to win these next four games. You will need him to win in the wild card round and beyond. So if there's any kind of question, I would just hold back. That'd be my uh, medical expertise. So you would see him like maybe ramp up in practice, but then be just a healthy scratch during games and then get him ready or? Well, I'm saying if he's good to go, he's good to go. Yeah. But if there's any question at this point, Clyde's fine. Jarek McKinnon, uh, I still think we're waiting for him to turn it on. And I think that may happen. I think you're okay in the running game to win this stretch without Pacheco. But anything to get him... 100% for what would be you know, that first round of the playoffs uh, and beyond is, is what you should do, I think. Don't forget, yo, Pete's mailbag at the end yo of the Pete. show, 913-586-7610. Coming up on the other side, lead film analyst Ron Kopp Jr. joins the show. We'll talk to him about how much they might have missed in that run game and if there's a possibility. I have a question. If the Chiefs have ever really repeated plays of significance, like the one they had last week against Buffalo that didn't even count. It's Pete Sweeney. JT's with us as well. Dusty Likens, you're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How do you like these crispy white new Air Force Ones, Daddy? You like that? That's because your boy has style. Those are my boogie shoes. Big date this weekend. No, not at all. He's lying. Uh, we'll avoid that. Ron Cobb Jr., lead film analyst of Arrowhead Pride, joins the show. Ron, are you uh, you get in this in the Christmas spirit, or you got the blues from the Chiefs losing? Oh, it's it's definitely all positive vibes all the time uh, mm-hmm. around here, man. It's Christmas season, uh, even though it's not as good a holiday as Thanksgiving. Just want to make sure everyone still understands that uh, I'm still gonna be on that hill. I'm gonna die on it, but. Uh, but yeah, man, it's all good vibes. It's all good vibes. The Chiefs got a got a winnable game coming up this weekend. Hopefully, everyone's going to have a fun time enjoying that one. So today, Isaiah Pacheco again on the injury report. Last week, Clyde Edwards-Helaire didn't really use a lot of didn't get a really a lot of rushing yards. But uh, how'd you see the run game minus number ten in the backfield work for the Kansas City Chiefs with the Jarek McKinnon slash Clyde Edwards-Helaire combo back there for the offense? You know, it was definitely more encouraging than I thought. I, I definitely was encouraged with the juice we saw from Clyde uh, in certain situations, right, kind of making guys miss. Um, definitely, you know, showing some of that shake, uh, that, that movement ability, kind of that quick twitch 
that made him a, an intri- intriguing prospect, made him a first-round pick, right? You know, being able to, uh, you know, make a guy missing the flag, get the first down, you know, being able to set a linebacker up outside, then get inside. So Clyde and Jarek both, I think, did better than, than I thought. But again, the, the, the longest carry any, either of them had was seven yards. And I think that's where Pacheco comes into play is that I think this offensive line, I think these running backs are able to, to do enough to, to keep, you know, to, to keep ahead of the sticks, maybe to, you know, to kind of make the run game what it is. A lot of times Andy Reid offense, a filler between pass plays. But with Pacheco, what the difference is with him is if he can turn one of those seven-yard gains into a 30-yard gain or, yeah, to 15, 20-yard gain here and there. And that's what you didn't get from them. So Pacheco is still dearly missed, and, and the run game is not going to be nearly as impactful until he's back. So the one, run game is one thing, and and the pass game is another. I'm talking with Ron Kopp, our lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride. You posted an article today just discussing Patrick Mahomes and not getting the same, uh, not getting on the same page with his receivers downfield. As you explored this in last game, what did you learn? Yeah, it just it, it's the same stuff over and over. But honestly, the the thing that was different about this game to me, Pete, was just that it seems to be really impacting. I think Mahomes' play himself. I think you're seeing that some of the frustration, some of the timidness, some of the you know uncomfortable. Um, this that he probably is feeling when you have receivers, you know, not running the right angles on routes and, and dropping passes and all that. I think it is just starting to build up and you're seeing him be late on, on, on passes, right? right? Uh, the third down and 12 uh, MBS incompletion. It was one of the first drives of the game. Um, really a, a buzzkill of a, of a play. You know, I think the broadcast cameras caught Mahomes kind of saying something, being a little frustrated, but you know, to be honest with you, when you look at that play, Mahomes is really late throwing the ball. And you and, and and so to me, it's like, well, hey, Mahomes has to throw it quicker. But the reason he's throwing it so late is because he doesn't trust these guys the way he trusts 87 right out of a break. He needs to see MBS go out of his break. He can't anticipate right. the break as much with these other guys. And that's where you're seeing some of the, the chemistry issues. And, and, man, it's just discouraging because it's something that in week 14 you think would be a little better. But it's happening every week. And it's something that I think you is part of the reason you saw Mahomes uh, boil over frustration-wise. It wasn't just the officiating. I think it's a lot of different things. And I think that was just one way for him to kind of let it out on Sunday. Something that's not been frustrating is Rasheed Rice. In fact, his last three games, he's had 10 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets, 8 catches, 8 catches, 7, 2 touchdowns in 3 weeks. Ronnie's uh, 337 yards away from 1,000 and got 4 games left if they were to play all 4 can you see Rasheed Rice maybe becoming a rookie wide receiver with a thousand yards and, you know, capping that Dwayne Bow rookie season that is the highest of a Chiefs wide receiver for a rookie? Man, yeah, what a I I you know, I hadn't realized he was getting that close. How about you, how about hey, cool, how about right? how about your boy with a stat right there off the top of the head? <laughs> the pole. What a pole. Like there you go. Uh, because that is significant, man. You yeah. know, I, I think a thousand yards for a receiver in an Andy Reid offense, it's not like it happens in general very much, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill yeah. was an exception. But it's something that, you know, in the Chiefs era, you know, we, we rarely had receivers hit over 1,000 yards. And it just speaks to how talented Rice is and the ways they're using him, right? Like, he has just been so good at taking the ball quickly and, and, and getting yards after the catch, which is something they really need. He's been very good lately. Um, they've been kind of getting him more down the field, more a few different plays where he's catching it back shoulder. He's going up over somebody. You're going to see more and more of that. So, I think you definitely have a good chance for him to get there because no other receiver on the team is earning is going to uh, eat into those targets, right? And so I think you're going to continue to see him get eight, nine, ten targets, and they're putting him in advantageous positions when they throw him throw those targets. So he's going to continue to to rack up and produce. Ugh. Ron, let's talk about the defense for a second here. It's been good all year, but some slow starts in recent weeks. What gives you confidence that maybe this is the week they get off to a faster start? 
Well, for one, you know, the Patriots aren't, aren't anything to be too afraid of on offense. But, yeah, hey, they did put up three first-half touchdowns against the Steelers last week. But, no, Chiefs defense-wise, you know, I do think a lot of a lot of the st- things you've seen, uh, soft spots these last couple of weeks, you can chalk up to injury. You can chalk up to not only just missing people, but someone like Nick Bolton last week really did get picked on in the first half. So I don't think anyone needs to, to to freak out too much about that because I think it was his first game back in two months, and I think it looked like that, right? I think the Bills had a great game plan to try to put him and other linebackers maybe in disadvantageous positions against a really talented running back in James Cook, and it worked. But guess what? The Chiefs adjusted. The Chiefs' defense uh, changed their game plan a little bit, started trying to put more safeties on James Cook, and what do you know? They didn't score much second half. Defense looked much better. So I, I think it's really just been injury um, that's really been the main cause of concern. And, and once they get guys like Drew Tranquil back, Bolton Moore back into the mix, you know, they're missing Brian Cook for these next few weeks probably, uh, but it's good to see that he wasn't on IR. So I think there's still incur- reasons to be encouraged about the Chiefs defense moving forward. They just really need to, to get healthy and kind of get back into, uh, you know, having everyone on the field together. Okay, this is my last stat that I'm going to leave you with. And then maybe when you do your five things to watch, you'll be like, you know, this great radio host, Dusty Liggins of 610 Sports Radio, brought these two things up this week. I'll give you the rest of the season. Mm. Are you taking Chris Jones or George Karloftis to lead this team in sacks this year? Georgie K's got nine. Chris Jones got seven and a half. I'll, I'll take George to finish it off. Okay. I think George is going to go ahead. He, he could have had 10, right? He, yeah. he should have had 10. He had one called back this last week. Um, I think – it's really just simple. Like the offenses are not going to let Chris Jones beat them um, easily. Right. They're going to do everything they can to make it hard on him. And Carl, Carl just has that motor, man, that dude, he, he is just a fierce pass rusher and, and rarely is going to get blocked up for too long. So, if they keep continuing to put attention on Jones, man, I can see Carlotta's getting a few more sacks before the end of the year. All right, we kind of hinted at it. What do you got to, uh, coming up this rest of the week of uh, Arrowhead Pride and being the lead film analyst over there at that wonderful website? Yeah, well, you know, we got the, a noon game for once, so it kind of will be odd to, to kind of tune in early for a Chiefs game for once, but we'll have the Patriots. Definitely more of an intriguing game than you might think. Uh, the Patriots defense has been playing much better recently, and then obviously their offense got a shot in the arm with Bailey Zappi now as their quarterback, so I think there will definitely be some things to watch on the offensive side, right? The Chiefs offense still needs to needs to show something, and, and this defense is definitely a worthy opponent, so I think there will definitely be plenty to uh, break down, so make sure you're checking out the site before the game. All right, Ron, enjoy the game on Sunday at noon. It's no longer at Monday at 725 or whatever they do Monday Night Football, and we will talk to you uh, this time next week as we'll be, what, four or five days away from the Christmas holiday that you uh, you seem to always give uh, the under, under <laughs> overrated value to. So take care and keep doing great things over there, man. Oh, wow. You really hung up on Quake. You're, a, you're just a menace of society. You know what? That was that was that was a great, <laughs> great information by Ron. Oh, uh, you couldn't even get it out. <laughs> You're just a jerk. Oh man, sometimes I wonder about you, Pete Sweeney. All right, thanks to Ron Cop who didn't get to say "You're welcome" and "See you next week" before Christmas. He just got scrooged by Pete. You know what? You we'll need. Get him, we'll get him before Christmas, won't we? Yeah. You need three. You need three ghosts of Christmas past to come out. You, you need like shave-haired Pete, flannel Pete, and then Samson Pete to come talk to you before you you go further in life. That is Pete Sweeney JT with us as well. 
Coming up, we dive into this matchup and all the speculations going around New England and what a time it used to be and what a time it is in Kansas City. I'm Dusty Likens, Pete Sweeney, JT with you. This is Sarah Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on Air at Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. A lot of radio. Coming up after us at 7 o'clock is that betting show with Alex Gold. Make sure you're tuned in to get the Goldie Locks. There's a lot of games on Saturday. Three to be, in fact. Uh, NFL for the NFL games. Yeah. NFL games around. We got NFL Saturday. I love that. I do too. Back to back degenerate days and I have the day off Sunday. So that's nice. It's a shame that yeah. they don't allow NFL games during the year on, on Saturday. It's called a non-compete. Yeah. I don't know. And Hey, isn't the Vikings on Saturday again? Remember Ooh. what happened last year on Saturday Ooh. for those Vikings, man. That was crazy. The last greatest year. comeback in NFL history. Yeah. Against the Colts. Against the Colts. That was on the quarterback. They show that game. Yeah, it was against the Colts. Yep. Jeff Saturday's biggest moment. Saturday <laughs> on Saturday. Saturday on Saturday. You think that tweet got sent out? Probably. Gosh. Those people. Chiefs Patriots, nine and a half, Sunday. Hmm. Do I need to watch this game? You're gonna you're gonna, you're thinking about not watching. Thinking about golf. I wonder if this is the week that I can skip. Is the temperature supposed to be good here? It's supposed to be like 50 wow. plus for the next like eight days. Why don't you just listen on the radio? That's what I'm thinking about doing. While you're golfing. Like, what are we looking forward to in this game that's going to blow us away? I, I mean, I, I think we're waiting for that game where the Chiefs kind of snap, which I and I, I think it's going to be this game. I, I get the sense that Mahomes is in pretty dissatisfied anger okay. mo- mode. Um Especially after that Buffalo cartoonist mm. did his thing, yeah, you, you saw that, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if there's a week, this might be it. Now I, you're taking a little bit of a chance because they're on, they're in a stretch, you know, where they're not playing as well. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you never know. Maybe, maybe next week would be the the week to go because they're nine and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second biggest dog. I think I saw the other day that the Patriots have been at home. Only other time was against the Colts in 2021, and they won 44 to 13. Right. So, or 2002 or 2000, one of those. I've got it way wrong. But the last time it was against the Colts, they ended up winning substantially large. Belichick and the rumors in New England is that it's already been, you know, decided that he's out. Him and Kraft are splitting the divorces. Well, that's what the reports say. Right. But again, there's a lot of smoke. There's normally fire. Reliable sourcing. Yes. Do you think this is the end of the era? Yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is it. And I, I thought it was interesting today to hear Belichick kind of doing his on to Cincinnati thing before the game. Mm-hmm. Like where he, he isn't even really trying to think about the end. It's crazy. I mean, I, in our lifetimes, we've never really seen a, a – coach other than than Belichick at least in you know me and you when we started to get into football and, and mm-hmm. watching and it'll be weird to see him 
I anticipate he's going to still coach. So it'll be weird to see him in another coaching uniform, coaching garb, and it'll be odd to see another coach leading New England. Carrington suggested before that, you know, potentially there could be a trade where maybe L.A., uh, the Chargers in, mm. in division, would, would think about trading for Belichick. I could see that. I could see that. So who knows? Maybe next year it's Andy Reid and, and Sean Payton and Bill Belichick and Antonio Pierce. Do you think they're going to hold on to Pierce in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because the last time they didn't hold on to an interim coach, it backfired? Yeah, you could just. And he's cheap? You could see that, yeah, there there was some extra energy there. And you know, maybe it's not long-term, not, not one of these six-year contracts that all mm-hmm. these teams give out and then they end up firing the coach. Maybe it's a shorter-term deal, but I could see them giving him the main title and seeing what he can do in a two-year span, yeah. One more about New England, then we'll move on to the Chiefs. Zeke Elliott, Bailey Zappi. I mean, who's like? I just don't understand. Like this defense for the Chiefs right. going up against this Buff or this New England team that the Chargers only scored six points on. Mm. And of course, last week Pittsburgh short week always gets weird on Thursday. They get basically housed by Bailey Zappi. This defense is still legit. They don't give up a hundred yards to wide receiver ones. And now you play the New England Patriots, whose wide receiver one is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, yeah. Bailey Zappi found him quite often in the last game. Like, I just, it, it, I hate being this guy right now because I've just been way too confident this year. I thought they were going to take care of business in Lambeau, didn't do it. I thought Buffalo was a team that was more desperate for a win than the Chiefs, and it would affect them differently. It didn't. Uh, with this game, nine and a half point favorite on the road, a team that the house seems to be crumbling around them before they actually realize that it's all over and a defense in the chiefs. that's still pretty rock steady. Uh, I just don't see how new England has any sort of fire against a team like this. That is absolutely fired up. Well, you mentioned Elliot, you know, if there's one point where the chiefs have been pretty weak, it's, it's against running backs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you expect Elliot to maybe get his, that's been a tendency of the chiefs defense, but as far as the passing game goes, they got three injuries to key wide receivers. I know that we're, we're thinking that Juju will be available for this game. There's nothing ab- about the Patriots that, that really scares you uh, other than like in a Vrabel-style way. And speaking of Vrabel, maybe he's the next coach um, in New England, but in a Vrabel-style way, just like mucking up the game. Like that would be the only scenario. It's, it's not a scenario where New England's going to be able to go blow for blow with the Chiefs, but if they cause turnovers, and the Chiefs make the mistakes that we've seen in a few games this mm-hmm. year. Like, that's the only way that these two teams like, – you know, I, I get what has been happening lately, but this is a three-win Patriots team. They've changed quarterbacks like four times. Kansas City should control this game, even though it is in New England. It's a tough place to play. I, I think New England is underrated when it comes to opposing home field advantages. It gets pretty loud there. Um, but I, even still, I mean, the Chiefs have lost two in a row. They need to play well. They know they need to play well. I don't think they're going to be caught off guard here. 913-586-7610. That's the Jay Southland Toe Service text sign. So if you have a question, yo, Pete, his yo mailbag, Pete. his mailbag here in about six to seven minutes. But before we do that, the Chiefs, because I thought Carrington had a good tweet today. I know it rubs some people's feathers the wrong way, but this was Travis Kelsey uh, speaking at the podium. This is a group effort. And when you turn the film on, what's real is that we got guys that or can play this game. Heights. And we got guys that we can have success with and win with and win championships with. I know it. I, I've been on championship caliber teams when you watch the film penalties in critical moments turnovers in critical moments and it's everybody it's not one guy it's everybody's getting a piece of the pie and 
Yeah, it's frustrating. But at the same time, we know it's a lot of it is self-inflicted. And we know that, you know, moving forward, it can be fixed. And we have the guys to be able to get it fixed. And it kind of sounds like a broken record at this point, but I don't, I don't give a damn. It's what it's my, it's my livelihood. It's to, to keep this kind of mentality uh, throughout the season. We're eight and five amongst the top of the AFC. And this year we're, we're battling our tail off and we're figuring out what kind of team we are in a different way than we have in the past. All this that I hear in the media right now about who the chiefs are, it's, it's only building that beast that, uh, that we've been trying to create this entire year. And it's, it's, it's only going to keep making us better and better uh, going through these, these learning experiences and going through these tough games. So he said it sounds like a broken record. It does seem like every week after a loss, we've heard it four times in the last two months or so. We're going to fix it. You trust the guys in the room, but yet it hasn't been fixed. What, uh, what, what, what's Pete Sweeney's opinion on uh, where this team moves forward and stops doing these self-inflicted wounds that are causing them to bleed out and lose games? Well, what, AIDS Kansas City here is that the NFL season is like a marathon now. I, you know, 16 games felt like a lot. 17, I know it's only one more game, but it's just there's so much time even still. We've, we've seen so much football already. It's been up and down. At times it's been good. At times it's been disappointing. It's never really been great this year. But you still have four weeks against opponents you should handle to play clean football. And I... You know, I know, like, what can you really learn against these four opponents? If you if you go 4-0, you should go 4-0. You know, that's true. But I think there is something to the ways in which teams can win. And these are four inferior quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes, where the defense should have success and the Chiefs can get the offense. I, like, I still believe the offense is close. I think they've been close all year, which has been infuriating. If you're a fan, I, I get all that. But I, I just think the manner in which they win can dictate – their vibe going into the playoffs and you always want to be peaking you know right as the postseason begins and that there's been no peak because it has never really been great this year they've managed they've managed to find a way to be eight and five and i think they need to build beginning in new england get the win play a clean game be in control you know you should be better than this team and then build on that over the next three weeks. You can't you can't control who you play at this point. It, it's it's opponents that you should win, but like win in a capacity where you're not you're not having any scares. Uh, you know where a, a team that isn't supposed to beat you finds a way to beat you. Go go out and and dictate how the games go and go four and zero. Is this the ugliest eight and five team they've had in however long it's been since they've been eight or how many times they've been eight and five? Well, it's just. It is an interesting phenomenon, you know, when you try to take a step back of like how disappointing eight and five. Like Kansas, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs are at a point where eight and five in third place in the conference is very disappointing, yeah. right? Like that's a great place to be if you're a franchise. Uh, when you go through this, uh, I call it a dynasty. Some don't. Some say, you know, you got to get another one. You're building this whole thing, whatever you want to call it. This stretch run, impressive stretch stretch run of Patrick Mahomes. Not every year is going to be. You know, fourteen and three, roll to the Super Bowl. We're clearly the best team in the AFC. There, there's going to be adversity along the way. The NFL designs that with the draft and the salary cap. You know the whole deal. And so this is one of those years where you know it's going to be a little uglier. But at the same time, you have four games ahead of you that you can win. I've said it earlier on the, on the podcast. I think they're going to be the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you're the two seed and you have home field, other than playing the whoever you know ends up as as a one seed, you could still get the home field back in the AFC title should you win. There's still a lot in front of you. Uh, and even though it hasn't been great, uh, it's been 
It's been good at times, and I, I think they can get to, to great by the time the playoffs begin uh, because they're a month away. And w- you know what? As great as we feel about Dallas and San Francisco right now and as hot as the Ravens have been, we may feel completely about those completely different about those teams by the time the playoffs begin. That's Pete Sweeney. Uh, it's your time. I've asked him enough questions. So now it's your time to ask Pete questions in the AP mailbag coming up on the other side. 913-586-7610. That's the number. 913-586-7610. Yo, Pete, on the Yo, other Pete. side of Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, Pete, you're my little boo thing. That's not the question on the text line, but that's what you can do. You can text in, nice yo, Pete. I'm a nice guy, dude. Mm. What? <laughs> okay. You can kiss my ass. Um, Yeah, this is your time to ask Pete anything. Yo, Pete, uh, 913-586-7610. Um, I've asked enough questions, so I always give it to the people of the text line to feel free to fire away. So let's dive into it. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. That's right. You heard the lady. It's Yo Pete time. 913-586-7610. Yo Pete from the 913. Are you worried about the defense ability to stop the run? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I think that that being a, a weak point of the, mm-hmm. of the defense is not always good once you get to the postseason. So I would like to see some progress there. This will be a good challenge. I mean, Elliott looked pretty good last week. So uh, bounce back and, and controlling the run um, to me is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like what they're doing against opposing receivers. And so you, you have to give up something, right? But a little too much from James Cook for my liking last game. Yo, Pete, from the 913, this is G-Baby. What's the plan with Jay Ross? Well, he's back at practice today. Uh, he has a roster exemption right now, which is typical from, um, you know, suspensions. So he can work with the team. I asked Andy Reid about this on Monday, and essentially the answer is they're going to ease him back. I don't expect him actually to be up this weekend. If he is, it'll be in limited fashion. I mean, you shouldn't expect any kind of crazy snaps from him. But I, I think they give it another week and then see if he's ready to go next weekend. So not not against the Patriots. Yo, Pete, from the 816, can you grow a beard out like ZZ Top? It would look cool with the current hairstyle that you're rocking. Also, do you think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will get married? Really wanted Big Pete and Dusty's take on this. No ZZ Top beard for me. Okay. If, if I grow it too long, it gets red. Which I, you know, Gross! I don't think it's a good look. <laughs> yeah, Says me. Can't be doing that. Nah, dude, you don't want to look too much like Do that. I think uh, Taylor and Travel... We'll, we'll get engaged and, and married. I did see some rumors out there that tonight could be the night for the engagement. Yeah, it's her birthday. I don't believe that. That'd be like six months into dating and you're popping the, the question. I don't feel it. I I don't. I feel pretty decent about it. I, I think it might happen. Tonight? I, I, this is not my, No, not tonight. I was going to say I, the world will shut down. I think, I think if <laughs> I think it would, dude. I think eventually, uh, I 
I think it's in the cards. These are, you know, they're they're not they're not spring chickens. You know, they're about mm-hmm. our age, Dusty. So this yeah. is right around the the age that you would do it. From the nine one three, yo, Pete, what's a dream scenario for the wide receiver room next year, and or most realistic? Yeah, I think if we're being real, right, uh, the Chiefs attack wide receiver in the draft and free agency. I, th- I think they go and get both. So uh, give me Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. Um, how about Keon Coleman from Florida State, T. Higgins, and Justin Ross? Mm. That's a realistic dream wide receiver room for you. Okay. Yo, Pete. How do you think the Chiefs approach the offseason? Do you think they tag slash trade Chris Jones? What's the compensation and where do they or when do you see the Chiefs putting their money into if they do, if they re-sign Chris Jones? Yeah, I think it's tag and flip. Mm. Uh, and I I don't know. The way that Chris Jones talks sometimes, this is this gets into a little bit of the realm of like a mm. tinfoil hat. I, I think that might be like a prearranged. This is just, you know, I, not sourcing or anything. This speculation. Is just, just, just speculation. I want to be clear. Um, analysis. Like I, I just get the feeling that this could, this is probably might be predetermined already. Like Chris come play the final year. Um, you know, we're going to, and then if we can't come to, to terms on something, uh, at the end of this, which I don't anticipate nothing that has happened so far has led me to believe that they're mm-hmm. going to come to an agreement. Then, you know, we'll tag you and trade you and you get to, you get to pick and negotiate wherever you want to go. We'll get some draft picks back, and you know we'll call it a a really fun time in Kansas City where we won a bunch of championships. That's kind of how I feel it's going to go. Tough, pl- per, tough, tough, uh, tough player to uh, yeah. I mean, this Whoa. is I mean, tough to say. Nervous about it, but tough yeah. player to replace. So Whoa. we'll see how the Chiefs uh, do that. I don't expect them to be here next year. No. He types, doesn't talk. Yo, Pete from the nine one three. Do you think Morris can take the starting role, or is that a next year project? I think it might already happened. I think we're we're seeing an injury situation with Donovan Smith. And when he is back, if he's able to go, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure that they'll be instantly reinserting in the lineup. Like Donovan Smith hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great. He's been okay this year. And so if Wanye shows some progress here and, you know, week to week, I, I think the Chiefs are comfortable with him in there. And, and Andy Reid in the past has rolled with the, the best five guys, the five guys that are working. And so I think Wanye is reasonable to think that he can keep that job right now. Yo, Pete, from the 970, do the Chiefs sign Tranquil next year? I say, hell yes, we do. Tranquil wants to be here. Uh, very clear. Like, he's been insistent about that. It's not only a fit in the building or in the defense. Uh, he has said that his family really enjoys the the Kansas City community. And this was a question um, when he was talking about some of this stuff. That's a question that I asked at the – podium I, I said does your agent know how much you love kansas city and he he kind of politely smiled and says mm-hmm. yes my my agent is well aware so <laughs> um you know i think he's a role player it's a deep linebacker room i think it's a scenario where it would have to be a little bit team friendly but everything that that tranquil has put out there has led you to believe he'd be open to that and guys who are open to working with brett veach and his team are are always more apt to stay in kansas city especially if you provide the value that tranquil has provided just as being a backup and and really being a player in his own right this year this one seems to be the question that has been reoccurring throughout the year but we'll ask it anyway yo pete from the 816 how much do you think the jones holdout kept brett veach from being able to invent and a d hop type of player probably means invest i would guess Mm -hmm. i just read it verbatim 
Like no, Ron that's, Burgundy. That's nice. Yeah. Don't even don't I'll, let me type a question then for you to read. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it, it didn't help. Uh I think that they were hoping to free up some of that money, potentially invest in a in a wide receiver. I think the bigger deal, honestly, uh, was the Ravens decision to just give Odell Beckham Jr. fifteen million dollars. Like mm-hmm. that was a bigger deal. Because even if the Jones thing gets done, are the Chiefs really dishing out fifteen million for DeAndre? I don't I don't know. I think they I think there was legit interest in Beckham and Hopkins, but once they priced themselves out, the Chiefs, you know, moved along. And mm. I, you know, and they invested in other players. We we talked about Tranquil, but also Mike Edwards and Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor and just shoring up a lot of the positions you definitely need before you go and get a luxury piece. And, you know, we'll see if, if that t- comes and, and bites them, at least in this year. But uh, one thing that I know about this regime is they always try to maintain flexibility year to year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what you want. You want this team to be consistently good. You don't want a Ram situation where you win the one, and it's like, are they even going to be back this year? You know, that remains to be seen. This is a Yo Pete and a Yo Dusty question from the 816. We end on a fun, cute one. Uh, you both are awesome, and Arrowhead Pride Radio is the best. Thank you very much. Uh, will you both be riding the new Ferris wheel in the crossroads? No, absolutely not. What? Not that I don't think it's cool. You're going to take the lady on a little spin? Just not a heights guy. Okay. I, I'm a, I like to stay on Get the out of your comfort zone a little bit. No, no, no. I can't do it. Are you going up there? I will. Yeah. I would go on a date up there. Just you just going to take her to the Ferris wheel and call, call it a day? No, nah, then you go down the crossroads, daddy. You got, a, a little you got a wine thing going on this weekend. That's Pete Sweeney. He is of Arrowhead Pride Radio and chief editor of Arrowhead Pride Radio, Good JT, luck. as well. I'm Dusty Likens. Coming up next is That Betting Show with Alex Gold, the Goldie Locks, all the things you need to know with the weekend slate, college basketball, college football, NFL football. It's Saturday and Sunday this week. Just uh, get her home by 10. Go do nice things for people this weekend or this holiday season. It's cool to care, and it might make their weekday or month change. Open the door, too. It's cool to care. Have a good night, Kansas City. Good night. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.